0: Jen Conger joins End the Calm. Jin is a psychic mentor and wealth expander. She coaches individuals how to scale their businesses by learning to lean into their own intuition. So in this episode, Jin shares her story of spiritual awakening and later stepping into her larger life calling as a spiritual business mentor. Join this conversation as we explore all the ways to grow our businesses and wealth, tapping into a deeper spiritual wisdom. How do we connect with our intuition? What blocks us from growing? our businesses. Is it possible to be soul and heart lad as entrepreneurs? Yes, yes, and triple yes. Let's dive in. Welcome to In The Calm. I'm your host, Georgiana Alexander. Jen, welcome to In The Calm. Thank you so much. So I'm excited, too. This is going to be so fun. You and I connected through, I mean, actually a couple of different ways, as a matter of fact. But the first entrance point of our meeting was through my coaching program mentor, James Wedmore, that you're a coach with. And you're an amazing coach. And every time I would see you on a program or a coaching call, I'd just be like, yeah, she gets it. Like, okay, she gets it. And then we know other people as well. Jen Casey. And we just kept finding these I mean, pathways that we're like connected. And then we found out we're both three, five lines in human design. It was just all of these convergence points. I know. So magical. Yeah. So this is going to be so fun. You are a psychic mentor, a wealth expander, a coach, a mom. And we, the list could go on and on and on. But we're going to go there because we've got some really beautiful intuitive flow areas to dive
1: into today I can't wait to see just how this conversation unfolds
0: exactly exactly I would really love to have you share your intuition your origin story like how that merged and unlocked for you
1: yeah so I feel like I was always open to the non-physical realm Like my dad and his dad used to love to tell ghost stories and like I would watch all these scary movies growing up and there was just no filter in my family when it came to that stuff. (laughs) And so it was never really that foreign to me. It was just like, yeah, there's ghosts and there's spirits and there's you know, a world that exists outside of the physical world, like that was just a knowing that I had. And I'm trying to kind of remember, like when I started getting into more intuitive stuff, I think I was always receiving when I was younger, but just not realizing. That's yeah, that's a huge piece for so many people because it is so subtle
0: in most cases.
1: Yeah, I have a very vivid memory of being in my room as a child and feeling somebody at the end of my bed, so much so that I was crying and and afraid. And I remember my mom coming in and telling me, well, just ask your angels to tell it to leave. And I just would do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get to be a certain age and you just aren't tuned in and you're not paying attention to your gifts and you just want to be normal and fit in and you know, that part of you just sort of fades away. And what really was a big pivotal moment for me was when I was in college, I was probably about 21 and I went to school in Orange County, but I had a boyfriend who lived down in San Diego. So every Thursday night at like 10, 30 at night when I was done with classes, I would drive down to go see him and spend the weekend with him. And I'm on the five freeway just wanting to get there tired driving probably 90 miles an hour on the fast lane mm-hmm. and i had a thought that said slow down and pull over oh i got like such chills right now such chills, right and i'm like why then- did you think that and then i remember like i'm not gonna slow down and pull over like i just want to get there i want to drive fast so i just want to get there and then i heard it a second time slow down and pull over and again it was like why am i thinking that that's such a random thing to be thinking. Still didn't listen to it. The third time it felt as though somebody was in my back seat yelling that at me. It was like there was a sense of urgency to it. It was almost like the volume was stronger and like okay i need to pay attention to this whatever this is. So i take my foot off the gas and i'm looking in my you know side mirror and everything to move lanes and i notice headlights darting back and forth on the freeway and I kind of roll my eyes I'm like oh great people are racing and these two cars come whipping past me easily going you know 100 plus miles an hour and caused the most horrific crash that I've ever seen in my entire life there was cars spinning everywhere I slammed on my brakes so hard that I was fishtailing across lanes driving through glass and car parts, passing by cars that were stopped in the middle of the road. And I remember driving past one of the cars that was racing and he was up in the center divider and his car was split in half. And I immediately called 911. I think I was in a state of shock. And I reported that there was an accident. And I just remember the 911 operator was so calm and And I was like, you don't understand. Like people definitely died. Like this is really, really bad. I've never seen anything like it. And she's like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you. And I'd like if you found a safe, well-lit place to veer off and get off the freeway and just calm down. So I listened to her and she stayed on the phone with me until I was sort of relaxed. And the second I got off the phone with her, I realized something saved me. Like I would have been right near that center divider where that car ended up. Something spoke to me and told me to get out of the way. What was that? And that set off this whole journey of exploration of what was speaking to me? Why was it speaking to me? Am I supposed to be doing something with it? How do I tune in and tap into it again? And that was really like a private part of me. I would do readings for friends and receive information for them that I would have no way of knowing. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then it became just like a party trick, you know, like, oh, see, Jen can (laughs) like read you, you know, and it was just sort of this fun thing, but a really hidden private thing. And it wasn't until I started coaching and with the pandemic that I realized this is really something that I need to have a lot more humility and respect around. And that this is about transforming your life. This is about being deeply connected with your soul. This is about living a life that allows for your expansion and your growth. It's like, oh my gosh, all of these other portals and things started opening up for me Mm -hmm. and Now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would, you know, I was just so young and naive, but we all, I feel like many of us need that moment. We need that moment where something insane happens that sort of shakes us and rattles us and is, and shows us there's so much more to life than what we're experiencing and really like wake us up. And that was it for me. And it's been 20 years now since that happened.
0: That is such an amazing story. Oh, my gosh. I had so many chills yeah, all the way through the story because I don't think you and I have talked about it, but I've been in three near deaths and two major car accidents like where people should have died. Wow. Jen, I mean, everyone listening has probably heard me tell these stories because people, you know, it's like these are the pivotal moments, right? Like I'd already had a yeah. lot of awakening before then, but I was kind of in that bratty teenager mode as well. Of like, I'm not listening to this. And yeah. I get like the same voice that you're talking about. Like I had those voices screaming in my ear. Somebody from the back seat pushed me forward in my chair to scream at it again, to tell the driver to slow down. And we ended wow. up going off the side of a cliff. And it was like a ravine drop. Like it was, it was death. Like this is a whole other whole other podcast we oh could do oh my gosh it was out of body and having conversations with my team which out of body was kind of yeah. already normal for me at that point point. and I'm like this is that like there's no possibility because it was flipping the car flip six times forward over itself people were flying out the back of the car the roof ripped off that kind of thing it was a jeep and oh, no yeah and so it was like on a very steep steep incline and before it hit a complete ravine drop-off where it was another huge drop where there was no possible way to say, like there was not a life after that, right? Mm -hmm. And I already was like, this is death. And I just intuitively, like it was such a gut response of, no, I'm gonna live. And I made that decision. The car stopped upright with half of the tire at that ledge before it went over the edge of the ravine. I mean, you think about the forward motion of a vehicle flipping six times down an embankment, a very steep embankment before flying off to the ravine and crashing. We wow. just stopped upright. So we have such power in yeah. our in our choices, in our intentions. And yeah. for you to hear that the two major car accidents I was in, mm-hmm. the voices were, you know, like put your seatbelt on right now, tell the driver to slow down, things like yeah. that. Yeah. It was these messages and when you're like, you had already had this awareness of things around you, the sensitivity for a lot of people, you know, I hope everyone listening doesn't have to go through a near death experience or these right. experiences because if it's something where you aren't already listening, like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be life or death to wake you up. It can be yeah. much less, you know, massive. <laughs> Right. It's
1: jarring. Painful. Yeah. Like <laughs> don't throw a boulder at me. Like, I'll pay attention to the little yes. pebbles. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I had full wait, body tilts no. when you were saying that.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is just like I when you were I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder. No wonder we were brought together. We have so many parallels and yeah. and it was for me the pandemic that really I was in a different career path. But always in this path of I would do workshops with people and healings with people and work with people. And then I was very much in the business world and also in wellness. And my guides were like, you have to show up in the wholeness of who you are. Like it is time. You can't hide out in these compartments anymore. Like you, this is, you have to show people that the wholeness of who we are is the embodiment of all of these different components. Right. and that's what we're here for.
1: Yeah, I know. It's so insane. Another thing, too, that I'm realizing, like listening to your story, like even prior to the pandemic, my grandmother passed away and I knew she was going to pass. Actually, I knew both her and her husband, my grandfather were going to pass because they both visited me in dreams before they crossed over. And so I had a dream and I had I, my kids were really young at the time. And I was shopping and I had my youngest son on my hip and I'm opening up the back door and I'm trying with one arm to get the car seat out, or the stroller out and pop it open. Like it was a very real life situation. You know, I'm in a mall parking lot or something. And my grandfather walks up and he goes, can I help you with that? And, and I was like, Grandpa, yes, you can help me. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm always here and I'm always helping you. And I was like, oh, thank you. It was just so nice. And then my grandmother walks up and I'm like, wait a minute, you can't be here because you're still alive, you know? (laughs) And she just smiled. She didn't say anything in my dream, but I knew she was about to cross over. And I called my mom and I was like, how's grandma doing? And she said, oh, she's doing fine. And within two days she had passed. And when that happened, my gifts exploded. And I think I hear this often now with clients as well, where they have a loved one pass, and then their intuition grows and expands. And what I learned in that process was I had a soul contract with my grandmother that when she passed, she would come back and help me with my gifts. And so she's one of my biggest guides. I see her in meditation all the time. I can feel her energy now just talking about her. Yeah. And that was another really big eye-opening experience for me because I had just started coaching. I want to say it was around like 2018, 2019. And I started receiving visions when I was working with people. And I was afraid to tell them what I was seeing because I thought, oh, these people are here because they want social media strategy and help writing content. And here I am like, okay, I'm seeing this whole big vision play out. But with clients that I felt really comfortable with, I was like, I'm seeing something and receiving something intuitively. Can I share that with you? And then I would notice the ones that I was actually channeling for and reading were having the most success in their business and things were really starting to shift and change for them energetically. And that's when I was like, oh gosh, I have to do this now. Like this has to be my new brand per se or like what my programs and my offerings are gonna be. But it wasn't easy for me to step into that because of all of the, you know, possible judgment and, and people misunderstanding. Yeah. I mean, well, you and I were talking about that before we
0: recorded that, you know, in this lifetime life space alone, right? Like you could have been locked up in a mental hospital. if we Like I know, I know for the yeah. things that I was experiencing and sharing like in life, it's as if my world is on a psychedelic journey all the time. But then mm-hmm. I can use the lens of like, oh, this is human life. And I get to decide, you know, I've learned how to filter that. But that's a part of the way that we're built to take in the world around us. And not everybody is built for that. But mm-hmm. as seers, that's, that's what we are here for is to distinguish between all the different subtleties to help others recognize the places that they're stuck or blocked or not really honoring yeah. their mission of what they're here to do. And so, but you and I were talking about it's so fearful. And even, you know, when I think, I think that one of the times that I was on a call with you, I was sharing this with you, like I was I popped on to one of your lives and we hadn't really met and had full conversation at this point, but we knew of each other. Like I you had seen me and acknowledged me on different coaching calls through the coaching program. And yeah. you said something. And it was so directed to me and like, oh my gosh, you see me. And at that time, I still carry so much kind of what I say is a veil around like, you know, you put up a persona of who you are. Like I wasn't just letting all of that whole like eons of a lifetimes and experience as a seer, as quantum energetic healer, like all of that just exists and show up around every person, right? You keep it very guarded And I was like, oh, Gen Z's. I completely got it. I'm really curious with the clients that you were seeing that were really growing from this. Do you think the information that you were channeling, to me, it feels like you were giving them permission to open into who they really were because that's who we are, is this wholeness of spirit, of body, moving from a place of being disconnected and disempowered in ourselves to when we embrace our spiritual gifts, our spirit, our energetic selves, and embody the wholeness
1: of who we are, it unlocks so much potential in us. 100%. 100%. And one of the things that I've noticed is part of my intuitive gifts is that I can see the energetics that are playing into whatever they're physically manifesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And So a lot of times we're so close to our own stuff that we feel stuck or we feel a block or we almost like create problems, even though there really isn't a problem, you know, and it's just in the creating of a problem or in the wanting to seek and find a solution that we actually create resistance. But that's almost like a whole other conversation. But I can see like, oh, energetically what's happening That's contributing to, well, this is why you're manifesting this experience, or this is why this is active right now in your physical experience. And so like, I'll give you a good example. I was working with a client and we were mapping out social media strategy, very masculine, very logic, very thinking brain. And she's bringing up to me, Like, it doesn't matter what I do, like clients aren't coming in. I'm saying these things, I'm doing these things, and I'm just not booking clients. And the vision that I saw was of her husband at work, and I saw him in his office because I'm very clairvoyant. I just see visions, and then I'm trying to, you know, interpret them with my client, which is fun. And I see his boss come in, and I can feel the energetic tension between them. And I tell her, I think I'm seeing your husband at work. And does he not get along with his boss? Does he want to quit his job? And she said, yeah, like our whole goal is that my business is so successful that we can retire him or that he can at least leave his job so that he can go pursue what he loves. And like, oh my gosh, so much energetic pressure on your business. Like you guys need to heal that. And it doesn't matter how much we talk about so much social media strategy or like how much you're showing up and doing and selling and marketing and all of the things And if there's this energetic boulder on your business, it's never going to work. And so she had, she started doing counseling with him. They would go and do breath work together. They were like bonding in this whole new way. And then her business just skyrocketed and took off. And and so it's like those, those pieces of seeing the energetics and what's really at play, because if, if something isn't coming together in this one area of our life, we like just hone in and focus on that one area, thinking like the answer is somewhere there. When a lot of times it's like over here in a totally different area of our life, yes, that's impacting the other. So that's why I love intuition so much because we all have our own unique gifts with it. We're all experiencing and seeing something different. We're all bringing something really special to the table in a way that we're supporting others in their own knowing of their soul and their own expansion. It's really pretty. Yeah. Oh, that was
0: so, so well said because there are so many different things that, you know, and I know you see this with all of your clients that show up in blocks and show up in sabotage of everybody's like, I'm pushing so hard to make this happen. We do that in business. We do that in relationships. We do that a lot with intuition, right? I I hear that with people so many times that now are really seeking to open and unlock their intuitive gifts Mm -hmm. because they do. But there's, again, this pressure on that. There's this expectation of what it looks like of what it feels like just as she had that expectation about her business but yeah this whole other thing was blocking her i think yeah. that there's a lot of block energy around holding on to the ideals of what we think something needs to look like and the way yeah. it needs to look like and not really trusting in our own intuition and we all have that even if you're not fully activated and doing greetings you have like your own internal system of intuitive guidance that is showing up for you sometimes in subtle ways, sometimes in very loud ways as it's been for Jen and I in different moments, but it's really important to sort of slow down, breathe into those subtleties. And so for you and you, we were kind of talking about this with like the expectation of social media, of growth, of business, of marketing, and you and i I think both see that from a different perspective right you know as you just shared her business took off when she really honored her energetic health and well-being yeah and that included working through stuff with her husband's energetic yeah. health and well-being so it took the pressure off but so right. i think that there's this expectation in business it's a very masculine energy and offense yeah. to our guys listening but there's the masculine and feminine. The feminine is the flow, is the creative, is the trust, is the intuition. And the masculine is more of the focus-driven you know, structure. And so there's a beautiful balance of that that takes place in business. And it's an ebb and a flow, but oftentimes we see the models of what people are saying has to be in business. And you have to post social media so many times. You have to show up like this. What what do you share with people about this? Because I am so excited to just break that shit down yeah. and tell people there are other ways.
1: Yeah, I I think through story because I was that person. And <laughs> like I come from That's fair. That's corporate fair. corporate background right? And, and climbing the corporate ladder. And I was really successful in my career. I was really successful In school, like straight A perfect student, cheerleader, had a part time job, did all the things. And then in college, same thing, double majored, graduated early, magna cum laude. So it was like I figured out how to be the one that was going to do the most and then win. And that was just (laughs) like ingrained in me, like so deeply embedded of like, well, if you want more money, then you just have to do more things. Like, and if you aren't making money, then you're just not doing enough, you know? Right. So that was, like, just running. That belief was just running the show.
0: Now, remind me again, you're a human designer. You, you're a 3-5 generator.
1: I'm a 3-5 manifesting generator. <laughs> manifesting generator. Okay. Yes. All right.
0: This makes so much sense because I knew you weren't 3-5 projector. And I just, like, okay, this is totally coming yeah. together. Get it. But the 3-5, I'm a 3-5 projector.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the <laughs> yep. difference then. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so then I'm like approaching my business the same way and it's not working. And I'm like I'm do I I'm I was just like my client like I'm doing all the things and I'm doing more and more and I'm not getting the results that I want. And so then I started questioning the belief like okay so it isn't really about Am I just going to do more than the person next to me, and that's how I become successful. So then what is it about? You know, And I just could not figure it out. And I wasn't using my intuition for myself in business yet, really, at this point. And then the pandemic happened, and my two boys were home with me, and I was a homeschooling mom now. So all of a sudden, I didn't have time to do a bunch of things in my business, and it felt like that dream. Of being an entrepreneur and having a million dollar business was just fading away. Like it was just taken from me. And I was in my bathroom crying. I'm also an emotional authority. So I'm at the bottom of my emotional wave. Okay. And having my pity party and my cry. And I'm praying and I'm like, God, I know that I'm meant to do big things. Like, Show me what, show me how I can do both now. Show me how I can be here for my family and I can also grow this business. And I very clearly heard that just like that car experience, turn to me, just do what I say and everything will come together. I'm like, okay. So I committed myself to that. I'm like, every day, I'm just going to tune into my intuition. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to calm and relax my body and my mind. And I'm just going to open myself up to receive, okay, what, what today should I do? And the very first thing that I received was to create a summit. Mm. And I collapsed time for the first time ever. I created a summit in a weekend with 24 speakers and did everything by myself. I had no team. I booked, booked the speakers. I did the opt-in page, all the emails. I mean, everything in like a day. I'm like, holy shit, how did I just do that? <laughs> like that would have taken me months of preparation and overthinking and strategy and all this stuff. And like, yeah. I just whipped it together in a day. I'm like, okay, I'm onto something. I wanted and- to talk to you about
0: quantum leaping because like what your experience with quantum leaps were as well. So can we we dive into this for just a quick second before you continue? How did that feel for you? Because I think people don't allow that to happen. It's so natural. So how did it feel for you?
1: So there's, when you're following your intuition with total surrender, it feels like momentum. It feels like focus. It feels like peace because there's no overthinking, there's no questioning it. There's no hesitancy. There's no doubt of like, what if this doesn't work? There's no expectation, right? There, it, it didn't need to be anything except for, I'm really enjoying putting this together. And like, mm-hmm. I'm loving the energy of this. And I'm loving the conversations I'm having with all these speakers. And I'm so amped and excited for the people that opt into this and like, what, magic we're going to bring to them it was like you just feel alive and creative and passionate because there isn't all of that heavy logical like resistance resistance and really it's like all down to expectation and predictability you know like for many of us we live in in a lifestyle where we're trying to make sure we can predict the outcome or make sure we can predict and control what's going to happen. And when you're in that intuitive flow and you're literally quantum manifesting, there's none of that. Right, Right. It's a total release of control. I can't predict what's going to happen, but I'm here for it, whatever it is. And it's so much more fun too. It's so
0: fun and easy. And you're just like, all right, somebody else is like, It's like you're having the party and somebody else has the bill. You know what I mean? It's like you're just like there for the good time of it. Totally. (laughs) And you're just, there's not a worry in your head about it, even though there could be a million different worries and that could be in anything. And that's what I love to share about quantum leaping is it's so much easier. It's in the surrender. It's in the trust. And it may feel different for different people. But it's like you just don't have to worry about the pieces. You just trust and like flow down that river and take off. And it's so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. I just had to like pause us and go down this little rabbit hole for a minute because anytime somebody wants to talk about their quantum leaps, I want to know how that feels for each person because I think everyone listening, we've all had these experiences, but we don't recognize where we're collapsing time because we're not actually in full surrender. Like a lot of people will partially get there and like mm-hmm. something cool will happen and they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And they go right back into the resistance, the control place, instead yeah. of really fully just diving in. So now tell us like, how did that translate into your business? Because now you're fully surrendered. To yeah.
1: Gifts, to talking with your guides, with God. Right. And that just this, this whole new practice, this whole new way of being and just working a few hours during the week. And then maybe, you know, my husband was so great. He's like, okay, I'll take the kids for all day Saturdays. You can just dive into your business, you know? So we'd like really divided and conquered during that time. So not a whole lot of time to work on my business, but I went from, I made $900 in like March of 2020. And then April, it was like 3000 and then 5000 and then 8000. And then I had a five figure months and I was working so minimally. And it was in that moment, I think six months down the road where I was like, wow, I'm really onto something. And then I had to backtrack and figure out like, well, how was I doing that? <laughs> what you know? You <laughs> like like what, what was going on <laughs> there? And then that's when I started teaching and like even made that next. Transition in my own business, and that was all because my guides told me, like it's time for you to now teach other women what you've been doing, you know. And I can't even remember your original question. Oh, it we, was like how you're we do- talking about, yeah, about creating, because
0: I knew you and I had a yeah. conversation before we started even recording about it. so many people have fear about how to grow their business. They think I have to show up on social media, and you and I were talking about because I grew up in business before social media. And how I could tune in to my intuition and I could let the energy grids of the whole universe deliver to me opportunities from around the world connect me with time and places, walk into a room, and just suddenly be transported and quantum leaped into a whole nother area of life. And so, guys, it, it, social media is amazing. And Jen's going to dive into why but it doesn't have to be what you think it has to be because it's in your energy. It's in your magnetism and your attraction in your alignment to who you are. that's attracting the right people, circumstances, opportunities for you.
1: Right. 100%. And it all comes from your heart space as well. So one of the things that I realized in that process was all of the this is the right way to do it. Make sure you don't do it the wrong way. And all the rules from like all the courses and programs and coaches that I'd been working with, I totally just tossed those away <laughs> and know. just was doing things my way. And that's when it started working. So I'm like, okay, so first of all, we're going to break all the rules and, and I'm going to tell you that you don't have to be on social media every day. And I'm going to tell you like the opposite of everything. And instead, what if we just tuned in every day? And, and asked our guides, like, where do you want me to show up? Like, where can I be of service? Like, show me what I should and can be doing today. And like, allow that to just naturally unfold. And as you take those baby steps, you start to tune into the bigger, what I call sacred strategy, which is like your bigger Mm -hmm. roadmap and plan because we really have to have both. We have to have the intuition and we also have to have the structure. And like the structure is going to reveal itself to you and it's going to come on board, but we can't create the strategy and the structure from this place of wanting to control an outcome. Instead, we have to just get into that surrender release and and let the creativity flow. And then all of those pieces will start to come together. And the reason why I love social media so much is because you can have a huge impact with with small, intimate audiences. You know, I've never had a big email list. I've never had a big following. I think I don't even have 2,000 people that follow me on Instagram. But when I go live, I'm trusting. My heart is so open and expanded That the people that are meant to hear my message are going to feel that and they're going to join me. And it really only takes like one or two deep connections for that to turn into a client and for that to bring in revenue into the business. Like it gets to be really simple. And we tend to overthink and overcomplicate it. So, a lot of times the question is, how can I make this more simple? And what is my soul desire to do? How can I make this more fun? How can I approach this from a childlike wonder? And that's mm-hmm. probably my three line. Yeah, right? exactly. You
0: know? And <laughs> I'm the, feeling the t- this right now for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then social media gets to take on this whole new energy in your business. And then it just becomes about how can I show up in my fullest expression? How can I start to shed all of these aspects of me that want me to wear a mask and don't want me to be exposed? Mm -hmm. Because as I start to shed those layers, my heart opens and expands and more people that are meant for my message find me. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, well, that's what I saw. And, you know, I just hopped on you're live randomly and then it was like you said something it wasn't even what you said it was just like this download that pinged and I'm like wait you see me and so yeah. few people see seers you know it's like they don't it's like they just don't understand the vastness of the world that we're in the midst stuff every day mm-hmm. and I can always tell that like some people are like oh I see this piece or this piece And something that you said, it just downloaded. And I was like, you get it. Oh, okay. She's totally connected. And it's such a beautiful thing when you can open your heart up and trust your journey and your path and the people that you connect to. I mean, I know it's really funny because I'm building this new business, Chaos and Calm. And I have broken every rule that I, I mean, I was a startup strategist. I've built businesses and huge companies for a living for like more than 20 years, you know, worked with brand building. And there's, I always broke the rules. I always went into the intuition, but a lot of people wanted the unicorns and wanted it to look a certain way. And then you were kind of strapped to saying, okay, I need to do it that way. And my whole soul was saying, we need to break this. Like This is not the model for you. And I knew different because the successes that companies were having that I was working with, was because of the energetic work that I was putting into it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the physical doing that I was showing up in. That's how I was able to make magic. And everybody always said, how, how did you get to connect to this person? How did you have this experience? How did you end up there? It's like people are just like, "What? But what, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's so funny because now here I am and I launched this business. I opened the website, It was a year ago in February and I started the podcast and things started really rolling and it felt wrong. It felt really wrong to me because I could tell there was bottlenecking in the structure of what I was doing as a projector. I can feel, okay, I really need foundations that support me so that I can just allow my energy to move instead of having to hold this weighted physical space so much. So I shut everything down and I went back and I rebranded and I built it in a way that it can support itself. I mean, this, guys, this is so against what normal business would tell you, that you have to have your business income look a certain way, that you have to have so many X number of clients. My social media has grown organically, you know, and it's super small, but I say we're small but mighty because the podcast, you know, we have such a loyal community in this podcast community. And so many amazing people out there, you know, that reach out about the newsletters and this and that. And I show up every day that I get to connect with people, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's in social media or responding to like people's successes Mm -hmm. as an invitation to get to cheer them on or to connect with people in their lives. It's just genuinely from a place of excitement, from joy, from loving to talk to people and connect to people. And it makes a difference. And when you show up in your life that way, that's where so many incredible things happen. We have this idea that, okay, my business is going to grow this amount of money to this amount of money to this amount of money with this amount of work, that amount of work, that amount of work. Sure, but also leave room for the magic because it's unexplainable.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And I just went through like a similar Pivot where I kind of burned things down again. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, every guru is like, just stick with it, just keep selling the one thing. And it's like, eventually, you just get to a point where you're like, okay, outgrew that, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's just time for something new and something new wants to be born. And as entrepreneurs, that's what we get to do. We get to bring idea into form and birth all of these things. And so to put us into strict or rigid rules and boxes or like way things need to work is actually the antithesis of creative entrepreneurship. We're designed to make new ways and pave new roads and be trailblazers. And so I love this conversation because I hope people are hearing this and feeling like totally... Unleashed like full permission to just go do it the way they want to do it and pay attention to what their body is guiding them, what their emotions are guiding them. What are they receiving from? I, I call it your light team, you know, your guides yeah. and your higher yeah. self. And it's like, go build your business that way. Like, it trusts me, it's so much more fun. Not necessarily going to be easier. You're going to have to move through the things that you're resisting to get to the other side. There's still going to be that component, but that's where the quantum manifestation and the quantum leaps and the make a summit in a day and like launch a really successful podcast in a weekend. Like that's where all of that momentum and energy comes from is that space. Exactly.
0: This is like perfect segue because I know you speak a lot and teach a lot on wealth expansion. And I know as entrepreneurs, I think as three, five. We're just curious by nature. We're like, oh, what's that mountain over there? Let's go check it out. Like, I don't know. Let's, you know, we're willing to put risk, you know, in this category of like, why not? No matter what the risk looks like, we're just like, let's leap. Let's see what happens. For most people, I don't know that they carry that. So it's like our role to get to give them permission and validation to say, just leap. See what happens, you know, jump, show up, trust in yourself, Mm -hmm. enjoy the process, enjoy the journey because it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be expansive, it's meant to be explored. And through that, you really come into a place of activating within yourself what is meant for you and strengthening in that and letting go of what's Mm -hmm. not meant for you. And I think, just as you said with entrepreneurship, I mean, if you want to face your deepest shadows, and blocks and traumas, go step into entrepreneurship yeah. because it's not just the business that you're blossoming into. Like you're overcoming yeah. every bit of yourself. And when you do it for other people, it's different than when you're creating the business for yourself. Like you face things in a different way and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. But as you said, it's not necessarily easier, but it's so rewarding and deeply empowering. Yeah. I know that yeah. you have a lot of wisdom when it comes to. You know, what everybody is like the freedom piece, wealth, we want wealth, most of us, because we want the freedom to show up in our lives the way that we are being called to. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I have this motto of in our business, which is your business awakens when you do. So we unlock Uh the next level of wealth through our own next level of soul expansion. So the more deeply I understand and know my soul, the more I open up to receive what my soul has designed for me to receive. And I mean, I'm sure all of our souls have designed us to be incredibly wealthy and live (laughs) freedom, you know, liberated lifestyles, you know. And that's one thing that I've discovered is with each Level of, okay, I I understand a little bit more about who I am. Now I can go out and be that in the world. I will then attract and bring into my sphere the people that I'm meant to be collaborating with mm-hmm. or serving in a client coaching relationship. And then as I continue to expand my deep knowing so I can be more fully expressed in that knowing, then I reach the next level of wealth and I'm seeing this correlation happen. And the other thing too, when we talk about wealth expansion is that I haven't really paid too much attention to my money stories or my relationship with money. Like a lot of the things that, again, were taught on the money manifestation side of things never really landed for me or worked for me. Mm -hmm. And what has worked for me is the deepening, the safety that I feel in holding money and stewarding money. Like I had to go down both my husband and I together, like a two year journey of really becoming intimate with our finances and our personal goals and our retirement goals, it was like, I was the avoider and didn't want to look at it. (laughs) And I just believed there's always enough. I'm like, but if I want more than enough, I'm going to have to approach this differently. And what I realized in that process was there was a large part of me that didn't want to be responsible for it because that felt like I'm going to have to learn things that I don't really care to learn. And I'm going to have to like, do things that I don't have time to do and I don't want to be doing them, and you know, it was the whole responsibility piece that was blocking the wealth. And now that both he and I have worked on that because we have very similar tendencies with that, our wealth has grown exponentially. It's just insane because we trust ourselves to hold it, and it has a mission. It it has a job, and it's and it's connected to our soul's mission. You know, the wealth just allows us the ability to impact more lives and spread the mission. And so there's just this whole full circle of like the energy flowing when it comes to that, that you don't necessarily need to like figure out, okay, here's all my money blocks and all my money stories. And sometimes the answer is more simple than that. And likely your intuition is telling you already, like, don't worry so much about that Instead, go here. Pay attention here. Yeah, and that's another reason yeah. why our intuition is so impactful in this work.
0: I really appreciate that perspective so much. And remind me, are you a specific manifester or non-specific manifester?
1: Non-specific.
0: Yeah. So you guys listening, you know we love our human design. And I'm a specific manifester. So ah. it's like really important for me to hone in on details, but also surrender to so much of that story as well. But I love how for you, it was in the non avoidance, but also in the trust and surrender. So you didn't go into every tiny detail of what you needed. You just wanted to call in a healthier system and something that felt right for your next level. And you know, what's interesting is even I had this process, my guide said, I want you to go to," to a specific cafe. And I don't love getting up early in the mornings, but they're like, wake up super early. You're going to go sit at this cafe. You're going to journal. And one of the things that they were like, I'm like, okay, well, what am I journaling? What are, What are we talking about today? And yeah. a part of it was abundance, right? Because I have this, I'm I am very abundant in what we're doing. And they're like, okay, let's look at abundance. And financial abundance came up on my list. It was so far down my abundance list. And when I looked at and that makes so much sense. I mean, I've been financially very successful in life. There's been other times when I'm like, I don't need it. Like, I've just like kind of wanted to explore all of the different ways that we exist in the world. Sometimes where there's financial success, sometimes where you're like, I don't even know how I'm gonna, you know, buy this next meal kind of play. It's like my soul craved that experience because I wanted to understand The diversity of where people are on this earth. Like, I needed to understand all the different pieces because that wasn't the mindset that I had grown up in. There were a whole lot of other components to that. But in that, there's so much beauty and freedom. Like, we think there's so much attached to finances, to money. And really, what we're talking about is there's specific, tangible feelings. You want a healthier, relationship to the lifestyle that you're living. You don't want to associate stress or lack anymore because maybe yep. that was a conditioning you had. Or maybe freedom and financial freedom to you looks like being able to live in a small place and travel all around the world or maybe having no yep. home. I've met a lot of people that just had no home and bicycled or tracked around the entire world for years mm-hmm. and loved it and that's what they needed and there's no right or wrong It's what really resonates with you. And that's what my guides were saying to me is you need to go and evaluate yourself now because what you're associating, like when you say abundance, what feels like abundance to you, what feels like wealth to you and health, family, relationships, like taking self-care, these things really ignite my soul and expand my life even more than the thought of money. And so, money, that vision of money and wealth is not actually my quote unquote expander, but the opportunities to serve people, to get to show up in bigger platforms is. So, I have to learn the right way to attach my thinking, right? You know, if I'm just attaching my thinking to wealth the way everyone else around me is, or the world around us attaches and associates to, you're more important, you're more powerful, you're more worthy if you have money. And a lot of it, if you're, if you're wealthy, well, that doesn't necessarily work for all of us. Right. And the people that show up in that, because I know like this came to mind when you were sharing your story that, you know, even it was surprising to me to learn that Serena Williams is a projector. Because so I'm like, what, how, like, where does she get this energy from? Like I even reached out to Erin Claire Jones, who is a big human design master expert. And yeah. she's amazing. And I'm like, I have to understand this because, you know, I can be fully focused as a projector, but we don't have access to like full energy all Mm -hmm. the time. And I'm like, how is Serena Williams like showing up? She's such a goat, right? She's the goat of everything that she shows up for. And Erin said, well, I can't speak for her personally, but, you know, we all have our, our shadow influence of how we show up. So we can push in ways that aren't really healthy for us to get things done so when we see people Mm. at really high levels of wealth or success we don't always know the story of where they're not honoring who they are to achieve what it looks like they have but we have to come back to ourselves and pull back in the stories and look at what we're aligning to and what really matters most for our soul because that's where we're going to fly i
1: love that I love that. One of the things that you said that's really stuck out to me too was the the emotional component of it. Mm -hmm. Because this is another thing that really plays in energetically to what it is that you're manifesting. And when we talk about surrender, we're really talking about surrendering to our emotions. And my light team told me, it isn't that you're afraid of this outcome, you know, this this outcome that you don't want. It isn't that you're afraid of that actually happening. You're afraid of how you're going to feel if that happens. Yes. And the second you no longer are afraid of that and you submit to that emotion, now all of a sudden it doesn't have a hold on you and there's no resistance and so I love you mentioned, like, how do you want to feel? What does wealthy and abundance really feel like? And it's like, well, it really feels like self care. It really feels like all of these other things. Okay. So focus on the emotion, then, and you'll naturally manifest the money, like focusing on the emotional, energetic aspects of wealth will allow yourself to open up to receive more. Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's it's such a huge shift when mm-hmm. we lean into that. And something that was really interesting on this quest. I mean, I call it it was my quest because I grew up very privileged. I came into success very easily because of my intuitive guidance, right? But I felt I felt like I was dying on the inside because the world that I was receiving the success through was so disconnected from what my soul wanted. It was so mm-hmm. starkly like suffocating and limiting and shut down and the people and places around me, I had nowhere to go. And I really wanted, I called in an experience what I call a quest of learning what does light me up, what does motivate me. And it also, like I said, wanted to understand where other people are standing, I wanted to get close and intimate to those experiences because as I was really just flowing through my success, I thought, well, everybody seems to be really shocked by this. Why? Yeah. You know, what? why is this shocking to be have success flow easily? It's not without effort, but it's yeah. almost more shocking and people are more adverted to that. You know, they push it away more than actually allowing that state of being and so as I was in this place of questing there was a time period where I just had this gap of places to live and it was something that happened very quickly and my guides were laughing and I'm like I don't like this anymore you guys like I don't like this doesn't feel good like I'm ready to be done with the quest I asked for it they delivered so be careful what you ask right <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yes, yes. I'm like I want to understand this. And then I went on this like 10 year journey. <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'm ready. I'm ready for like it to be easy again like this. Like, uh-huh. and like no, no, you said you wanted to understand. So here you go. Right. And so there was this there was this one moment I was living in Beverly Hills the weekend before I'd been on a yacht, like going to Catalina. Like so this was the lifestyle dynamic. So that was all said during that week. I needed to have a time gap between a place that I was living that was actually, it become very toxic very quickly and stepping into starting a new role. So I had finances, I had places to live, but I I didn't have like a net underneath this. So it was scary. You know, it was the thing that we fear that we think is scary and unknown and fearful. And so they wanted me to come face to face with this. So they said, I was like, okay, well, what do I do? Because I needed to understand these are the things that people are afraid of. And I wanted to learn it and live it so that I could speak to it and understand the way to get out of it, right? And so they showed me, they said, close your eyes. Stop looking at the world that's in front of your face and let us leap you into the place that you're meant to be. And so they're like, just take your walks, go to Starbucks, you know, get your favorite drink. Don't put your mind in the worry of where, you know, you feel that there's no, like you're at a cliff, there's nowhere to go. They're like, just sleep. Like, it's fine. Basically close your eyes to what reality looks like here. Cause this isn't where you need to be anyway. And yeah. they, they leaped me, but in that process of taking walks that one week, I think it was less than a full week. Right. But so they're like, go take a walk, just breathe, get out of the house, like find some, find small moments of joy. And I did that, and I would sit at Starbucks, and I looked around because I thought, oh, my God, am I not going to have a place to live? Like, where should I go? Should I look for, like, how, like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, where should I, how do I deal with this? I've never faced this before. There's going to be a time gap. It might be a week, okay? And they said, nope, don't worry about it. So I sat in Starbucks, but it gave me the perspective to look around and realize how many people that were in there were actually homeless. It opened my eyes to seeing the people that are attached to this state of of uncertainty, of fear, of of not really allowing the abundance in their life to help support them the way that we're designed to have that. And so it was this huge breakthrough moment for me of recognizing the places that people attach into limiting experience because maybe they've grown up with that. Maybe that's what they're hearing around. Them. Maybe something tragic has happened and they think that they deserve that and then we attach to this, right? We attach to these feelings of shame. We attach to feelings of lack. We attach to feelings of worthlessness. And those emotions keep us locked in realities. As, the, as my, my team told me, close your eyes to the reality you're in yeah. because it's not really your reality. It's important for us to really mm-hmm. tune inwards to our realities, to what it does align to us so that we can start Disengaging with the attachments that we're associating as our lives. Mm Oh my gosh, so good, so good. And I did get a place to sit. I mean, I get with like leap, 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 and everything was fine. It was so clearly designed to make me pause and sit and take a look at the world around me and see where other people were struggling. Yeah, where I wouldn't have been able to settle in and see if I weren't in another situation.
1: Yeah, and fully meet what you were fearing, like fully (laughs) meet it. Yeah, and it's like okay, now that you've met this, you you see that you have a lot more power than you're giving yourself credit for. Absolutely,
0: so much. Our power is in the intention of what we choose for ourselves. Yeah, every time. So good. I love what you talk about with treating your business as a form of self-care. I want to go yeah. back to that because I would love for you to share your favorite self-care or ways to connect with your intuition. Treating your business as self-care. Ooh, that just feels so luxurious. That feels so good. When I heard you say that, I was like,
1: ooh, that is good stuff. Mm-hmm. This dawned on me also during the pandemic. Because before my business was like this hurdle that I just could not leap over, yeah, and I was so in the problem that I didn't even realize it. talk about attachment, like how attached I was to that narrative of being the struggling entrepreneur and never really meeting the goals that I had for myself and and things like this. I mean, it went on for years, and then the pandemic happened. And all of a sudden now, the very small amount of time that I had to do my business was that that time for me to just be in creative mode. Like, I didn't have to take care of a child. I didn't have to take care of a house. I didn't have to take care of a husband. Like, that was my me time. It was my self-care time to, like, just go create. And... Also, there was no pressure on it needing to perform. There was no pressure on it needing to make money because that felt so unrealistic given the situation and the circumstance. And so without that, it really was this outlet of, of self-care. Like, how can I just connect with myself and feel inspired? Like, the vision that I'm getting as I close my eyes and tune into it is like opening up a, a faucet that, for that creative water flow to move through. And it's like, okay, I'm just gonna allow, what do I wanna create today? I think it's similar to like an artist. Like, what am I gonna paint today? I'm staring at a blank canvas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we start treating our businesses in this way where it is this like opportunity to just have your me time, to be fully expressed, to open up your creative, flow. To go out and serve and like do that rewarding work that you're meant to do in the world is so fulfilling. And then it really takes on this whole new energetic atmosphere, which is the atmosphere for manifestation, right? (laughs) And so it's like, okay, if things aren't coming together, maybe it's an opportunity to ask yourself, where am I making this more difficult than it needs to be? Or where am I leaving myself out of? my business and and how do I get back into this being a form of self-care and expression and creativity because that's that's really all it takes that's the only thing and once that's in lock then the money shows up then the clients show up and it's like this really Mm -hmm. the one answer is just that
0: I love this so much that feels so good. I love what you said about it. it's like a blank canvas, you know, and just showing up, yeah. Like, what do I want to create today? And it's yeah. so interesting that like, I feel like for both of us, the pandemic really brought us to a place of being forced to design these businesses in a way that I think there is a new paradigm of entrepreneurship coming. Yeah. And we're pioneering that and we're doing the work of trust and intuitive guidance so that we can help give others the seed of saying, okay, it's so much easier if you just do it this way. You know, yeah. you can surrender more to it. You don't have to go through all the resistance that maybe you've gone through, that maybe I've gone through. Yeah. And that was something really calling to me too. And so a lot of people have said, how are you doing this new business? I'm like, I am fully surrendered to yeah. doing it in this whole new way. There's, I have zero expectations on any of the things that I'm doing, but I also see the vision of what, it's created to, to be like, it's being created for what intuitively I've been called to create. And I can yeah. see that vision. And then you also have to take your foot off the brake and just right about, right? Yes. Because we do try to control it. And something that's been really interesting in this process for me is things that sometimes I feel like would get bottlenecked or resistant. I would find resistance and I would start to notice that's kind of like my body response right is like if i'm feeling like something like i'm dragging my feet on something which really isn't my normal state i'm really like let's just go do this it's going to be fun so if i'm dragging my feet what is the resistance do i need to pivot what i'm thinking do i need to maybe take on a different perspective and i've even asked for guidance i'm like how can i make this thing that i have to do that feels overwhelming, even though I love it. I love it so much. It feels overwhelming. And that freezes me that that makes me drag my feet. How Mm -hmm. can I show up in a way that feels more flowing and more fun and more inspired? And it's really interesting when you ask the questions, you get the answers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I love too is I can relate to that, and I'm just a classic procrastinator. And it's (laughs) it's part of my it's part of my human design too. Like I actually just do really well when I'm have a tight deadline, and like I don't know, maybe it's not the most healthy thing, but it's just how I operate. It's like in the eleventh hour, we're scrambling and getting it done. But that's for whatever reason, when I can be most focused and like actually get it done. So I can totally relate to that. And the other thing that I notice is when you tune in and you ask, well, what's the resistance? Your intuition responds with an answer. And then do you notice that your ego also responds and that then you are starting to have a conversation between the two aspects of self? like this intuitive mind aspect and then this ego mind aspect. Because that's a question that I get a lot too. Like, how do I know is this my intuition or my ego? And my guides say it doesn't really matter as long as you're moving Mm -hmm. and paying attention to how you feel and are you allowing yourself to really feel your emotions and all of the things that are coming up. But the more and more that I do this work and I ask to receive the intuitive guidance... I can tell and notice my ego mind responding, right? And like, normally you get the intuitive message or the download or the hit or the thought and you'll feel a certain way, like you'll have a physical reaction to it. And then the ego mind is like, but wait, like that's not gonna work or, but wait, it's like, gonna give you something that keeps you where you are and that homeostasis, because that's what the ego wants. And then in that you start to navigate like, yeah, this is my messages. And then this is my ego, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you were telling that story, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've had that same scenario almost on a daily basis. And that's when I really started to even notice like, okay, this is my intuitive mind answering. And then this is my ego mind answering with a rebuttal. And like, I'm a crazy person having a conversation in my head. Yeah. You're just an entrepreneur
0: having a morning team meeting, right? That's,
1: that's the question. <laughs> that's how my morning meetings go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's really interesting. I think that I have a little bit of a different, I guess, perspective of ego I like, that, I've, that I've taken on over the years because it used to be much more stark. And I decided... To do a lot of deep work in befriending my ego and understanding the the response system of that. And so it's so much quieter. Where that comes up for me as a projector is really at times that ego mind or I would really associate it as my conditioning, right? As like feeling like, oh, well, I need to push right now to get this deadline done. Or I'm not going to be showing up for this deadline that I've set that doesn't even matter against anything else. Right. Right. That's There's awesome. like this whole thing of like, does it matter? You know, so I'm pushing myself into an extremely overtired, not creative, like drained place. Yeah. And then, to push through that means I'm just in a state of fear and resistance. That's with the ego, that's like the way that I interpret the ego responses. Yeah. For me, it's more about the conditioning of like, what would other people think that that's not done? I've set this goal of having this done at this time. Cause I said that to somebody and it doesn't matter against anything, but myself, they're not going to follow back up with this. Like this is something on me. Yeah. And yet When I back off of that and I just give myself the rest or give myself what my body is needing or what my intuitive is guiding me towards, Mm -hmm. it's like I can wake up and get a million things more done. It flows so much easier. That's so counterintuitive. That is like exactly what you're saying. We just have it in two different interpretations and it it feels different in our bodies possibly. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting how when we just keep kind of closing our eyes to that conditioning of what we think we're supposed to be doing in life and showing up in flow, we get so much more done. Like even when we think, you know, as a projector, again, like I just, I need so much rest and sleep and I need time where I'm just disconnected from all this push energy. And when I do that, it magically just happens so quickly. And the things that I learn that I integrate and assimilate during those down moments where I need to disconnect and kind of process versus push through, elevate me to levels that I never could have reached from that place of force and push and ego mm-hmm. and lockdowns. Oh my God, I love that you yeah. brought that up so much, so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I know oh, this is such a powerful conversation. I just yeah. hope everyone listening can just Re-listen. You might want to re-listen and take away these nuggets because there's so much goodness about business strategy, intuition strategy, just yeah. living your life in flow that has come through
1: <laughs> come through our experiences and our voices today. I know. <laughs> we went into like so many different directions and I I think you did such a great job of kind of like tying a bow on the whole conversation with what you just said and realizing when you're in that forcing pushing energy and allowing your intuitive mind to guide you into how you move out of that and into flow and then trusting and surrendering to that guidance even when it's counterintuitive like I I think that's such a powerful message and that's life changing work like that will change every Mm -hmm. aspect of your life when you just decide I'm no longer going to force and push And instead, I'm going to ask my intuition to lead me and show me where I can make this easier and make this more simple. And then even though it isn't going to make any sense, I'm going to follow it and see (laughs) what happens. Exactly. And then report back to us on Instagram. We went here to have the
0: conversation. And that's that's actually so funny because this was a conversation that I wasn't sure I was going to share, but kind of the way that we started a conversation again, going back to where intuitively you would get visions or messages for people. And you're like, I don't know if I should say anything, but you're listening, you know? So it's like, there's so many places out there that you can show up and trust of yourself and open the door to friendships, to environments, to people, to circles that are more aligned to you than the world around you from the places that won't hear your message. And that came through for us, right? Like, Someone had passed in the, in the public eye, Twitch, for anybody who knows his story, that was such a shocking and sad moment. And I had seen it on social media and on the news. I was not closely connected to this soul, but I was just like, oh, sending love to his family and friends and people that were out there. And you had posted and have seemed to have like a close personal un, like, relationship or knowing of this person. And you had said something, and with the second that you had posted in a story about his name, he materialized in my life. A lot of times when people have just passed over, you know, for those of us that are open, like, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of this person, and they'll just show up right in front of me. You know, I get that as a channel and a medium. And so I'm like, oh, hey, and he's like, you know, tell, tell Jen to, to reach out and to connect if she needs to say something. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'm going to pass along the message. You know what I mean? But we just had this moment. And I was like with someone I, I did not know in the physical world. Like, and also this is someone who is not my soul person. Like we're not in soul family where a lot of times if I get those messages, there are people that I'm soul connected to on, in other realms and other spaces and dimensions. And that wasn't the case. But I just knew I could feel in my soul even without knowing how you were going to receive this, I needed to share that message with you. And it was something that I think opened the door for me to trust my intuition and share with you and also open your door to saying, oh, I see you too, you know, and it Mm -hmm. began our friendship and conversation. And so it's these trust places where it's hard. I mean, because that's, that's kind of a weird thing. I feel like to just show up. I always find it Whenever people have passed, or it's something around their health or well being, or someone who's passed, I have a really hard time giving those messages because I don't do medium work very often for that reason. You know, I, I see mm-hmm. it, I get the message. It's not easy to talk about. And especially yeah. when you don't really know how the other person's going to open. But in trusting in those nudges, it, those, those nudges, as you said, completely change the world to align with you in a way that your soul is craving.
1: Mm-hmm. And that message really helped me as well because I had not stayed in touch with Stephen, but I went to college with him and he dated my roommate. And I just remember his spirit. I remember him dancing in the quad at college every day and just the crowd <laughs> of people around him watching and just how much... Joy he brought to everybody. And he just had this vivacious personality and was just such a special human. And so I was just completely shocked when I heard the news. But I had not stayed in touch with him after graduation, but I had admired his success and I'd always sent him love for the things that he was creating. And so I think when I found out about his passing, I was like, I don't get that. I don't understand. How could that happen? How could that be? Yeah. This choice? You know, there's just so much questioning. And when you reached out to me, it like gave me permission to tune in because I think for some reason I thought, I don't know if I want to tune in. You know, I'm not sure I'm ready for that or I'm just trying to navigate it on my own or whatever. And so I needed to receive that message because I did tune in and I got a clear understanding of why that was his choice and that helped me in my healing journey and in my small grieving process cuz I don't want to make it seem like we were best friends or anything but it helped me with that he was aspect your soul of soul person that of we- needing to to grieve right yeah yeah you guys were definitely soul friends and that's what yeah. he shared
0: the message with was like otherwise I don't think he would have come through you know sure. i thought of him and it, it just materialized immediately so it's like i didn't know that other side of the story but for you i yeah. didn't know the connection but i knew the message was really clear it was so loud he was standing literally in my kitchen i was making a drink he's like please please tell jen you know this yeah. and i pass along the exact message and i'm so glad you did i'm, I'm so glad you did I'm- yeah, like I, I got like little, I got emotional when you were sharing your story just now. Just like, yeah, you again going back to you and just never know how your words, or what you share with people, or how you show up energetically, how you shine your light are going to impact people's lives. You just don't know,
1: right, right. Yeah. And that's why we have to allow ourselves to surrender to those messages, and just let it be whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And remember, too, that you will probably only hear a fraction of the impact that you're actually making. So there's so many lives you're touching and so much transformation that you're being a catalyst for. And you're going to know like 0.01% of the actual impact of that, you know. Because until us having this conversation, I wasn't reaching out to you and going, hey, Georgie, I'm so glad you told me that because I did connect and I got this beautiful message. Like, yeah. th- I wouldn't have even thought of sharing that with you. But now because we're in conversation, I'm sharing it with you. But just like imagine how many opportunities there are to share your wisdom and share what's flowing through and create impact. And you're, if you deny yourself of that, it's just such a disservice to your mission and what you're here to create and you'll never know the impact that you're truly having by just speaking your truth
0: by speaking and by by also i think even one step more inward by just giving yourself permission to connect to your truth and by embodying even within yourself like even if i said nothing to anybody I know that my energetic field is radiating and giving Mm
1: -hmm. activation Mm -hmm. and
0: validation in the world by being who I am, by breathing in the nature that I breathe, I'm helping others maybe not have to go the journey that I've gone and just step more easily into trust with themselves. We have so much power and it really does stem from coming into our intuition, I think, and also... In learning the power of our in, of our intentions, yeah. Oh my god, I love this conversation so much. We can just keep going, keep going. Keep going. Me too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. It's, it's so, so, so good. Great. Thank you so much for being here and just sharing your light. I am so glad that our past reconnected. I'll say, and yeah. brought us together. And it's just it's so wonderful for you to share all of this gift and wisdom with this community. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me and for being open to exploring this conversation and letting it flow. And it was so beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait for more. <laughs> me too. Well, I did do it again. Yeah, definitely.
0: Let's do it. <laughs>